Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Biden threw Obama under the bus. When President Trump said between him and Obama, why they didn't do it and they didn't do it, he says, well, that's why I'm becoming president to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. So that's a good old vibe. Star Star 104.5 if you're trying to get through on the phones or uh, you can hit us up with an open mic message. Just go to our mobile app, 104.5 WOKB in the app store and you can send whatever open mic you want. We can, we've gotten so many of them, man. There are, there are so many. I bet the next time Hunter Biden wants to get his computer fixed, he'll send it to Hillary Clinton. Yeah, but there's, there's very, very creative open mic messages. A lot of people talking about uh, Donald Trump's performance last night, Joe Biden's performance last night, the moderator's performance last night. Are we ever going to see a moderator that's in the middle? Uh, I mean, they're middle geographically. Yes, they're all in the middle geographically. But um, when it comes to, you know, uh, when it comes to philosophically and politically, no. There are no there are no middle of the road unbiased moderators. I'll tell you what, though, man, uh, Donald Trump did what he was supposed to do yesterday and he unveiled the new allegations made against Joe Biden. And he did it in a way that I thought was uh, that, that I thought was pretty, pretty gosh darn good. He did it in a way that didn't dwell on Hunter, that really attacked Joe and brought these new allegations to the forefront. And a lot of people uh, you know, agree that it was um, it was something that needed to be done. And he did it in a way that wasn't, you know, wasn't overpowering or bullying. How come has anybody asked about Joe Biden being in China and then after that we get a China virus? Kind of seems suspicious to me. Anybody votes for Joe Biden is a criminal, just like he is. There you go. So if you're it's like, uh, you know, there there does seem to be a lot of negativity and angst toward Joe Biden as we get closer and closer to the end of the election, which is not what you want. And this is something that this is something that the Democrats have been, uh, you know, have been worried about is when you have a commanding lead like Joe Biden had back in April or back in uh, back in May when the coronavirus was at its height. When you have this commanding lead going into the election, there's no place to go but down. And there's nothing but your uh, but momentum for your for your opponent to gain. And in this case, the opponent is Donald Trump and he has gained the momentum. But look, when it comes to the debates, I think it is it's pretty safe to say that when you look at the three debates for the presidency, four, if you include the vice presidential uh, presidential debate, Donald Trump and his campaign won every single one of them. And there's no way there's no way you can argue that. In fact, there's proof, the proof, the proof that Donald Trump won every single debate, including the vice presidential debate, is that nobody is saying Joe Biden won any of them. If somebody if Joe Biden did such a good job and if Joe Biden were so amazing and if, if Joe Biden were the clear cut hands down winner of any of these debates, everybody would be saying it. But if, but if you remember back to the last debate, everyone just said worst debate ever. Donald Trump was chaotic. Joe Biden was angry and and onion. And, you know, the two of them just it was a bully. It was a it was a, uh, a, a schoolyard um, brawl. That's all it was. It was it was horrible. It was demeaning. We are better than this. Nobody declared a, declared a winner in the first debate. In fact, a lot of people said everybody was a big loser.
So Joe Biden didn't win the first debate. The second debate was canceled because Joe Biden wanted to hide behind his teleprompter. He wanted to hide in Delaware. He wanted to do it from his basement and Donald Trump wouldn't allow it to happen. So the entire thing got canceled. You know, it was like, look, you've got to either debate like a man standing on stage in front of people. You've got to stand up to your accuser and answer tough questions. And you've got to be able to stand for 90 minutes and you can't have notes or teleprompters or somebody whispering in your ear the answers. You can't do that. It's either you debate or nothing. And Joe Biden chose nothing. Joe Biden chose to go and do a town hall with his best buddy in the world, the former White House chief of staff under uh, Bill Clinton, uh, George Stephanopoulos. He got his softball question thrown at him again, and he just sat there and rambled on about all kinds of stuff that he doesn't really know anything about. So Donald Trump won the second debate, the one that didn't even happen. And then last night, we saw something totally different. We saw something brand new. We saw calm, cool, collected Donald Trump waiting his turn, getting his thoughts out there. We saw Joe Biden the way we always see him, lying. Joe Biden told way more lies last night than any presidential candidate I think, in the history of politics and lies that are easily debunked. We have all of them. We'll go through all of them here in just a minute. But Joe Biden just hurled out these lies as if he thought and maybe he doesn't remember all of the things he used to say. But luckily, we have them all on tape and we'll roll through those here in just a minute. But it was it was more of the same. And at the end of it, any headline you saw was both candidates did a great job. Both candidates, um, you know, summed up their positions perfectly. They lobbed a couple of hardball questions at each other, but there were no knockouts. There was, according to the media, no specific winner in the debate last night either. And when there's no winner in the debate, that means Joe Biden didn't win. And if Joe Biden didn't win in this media culture that is always trying to throw Joe Biden bones and, and, and prop him up, if nobody's out there saying Joe Biden was the clear cut winner tonight, then Donald Trump won the debate because Joe Biden needed Donald Trump's the president. This is the thing people sometimes forget. Donald Trump is currently the president of the United States. He's running for reelection. And in order to throw out a sitting president after one term, in order to overcome that kind of that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of um, you know, boundary or barricade, in order to, to convince an entire country that the person you put in office just four years ago is now the wrong person for the job, you've got to win, man. You've got to get out there and make a solid case for it. And Joe Biden didn't do it in the first debate. He he pushed out on the second debate and on this third debate. He just kind of he didn't really do it either. There were no winners. There were no knockout punches. And if you're trying to throw a president out of office, you need some knockout punches in at least one of the debates. Joe Biden didn't have any at all. Uh, and that's why Donald Trump gets three. Uh, Joe Biden gets zero as far as presidential debates go. As we head into the final coming weeks here, too, this is where it's really going to make a difference. Donald Trump, you know what he's doing today? He is out on the campaign trail. He is out doing more and more of these rallies. He's coming to the villages tomorrow. Uh, he's got his vice president out. He's got Hunter, uh, not Hunter, I'm sorry. He's got Don Jr. out. He's got Eric out. He's got Ivanka. Everybody, the entire Trump campaign staff is working overtime for the next two weeks to make sure that the electoral votes that are needed in places like North Carolina, in places like Pennsylvania, in places like um, Iowa and, and Wisconsin and, and, and Michigan, all these places where they say, oh, it's a tough race. You know, Florida is a must win. All of these places, that's where the president is putting all of his effort over the next two weeks. We're not really sure 
what Joe Biden's doing. We're not really sure where Joe Biden's going to be. And we're not really sure if Joe Biden made. In fact, Joe Biden said a lot of things yesterday that if I were his campaign manager, I wouldn't be happy about. Luckily, he said them later in the debate when most people had already passed out or gone to bed or switched over to the football game. But some of the things he said are going to come back and they're going to bite him. What he said about the oil industry in the last in the closing segment, what he said about fracking, all of these things that, that, that came back up are not good news for Joe Biden or the Democrats because they're not going to draw a lot of moderate voters, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of those Texas and, 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 and Rust Belt voters back into your back into your into your into your the palm of your hand where you need them come Election Day. So anyway, we'll, we'll get to, we've got, like I said, a ton of people that want to comment. We've got some of the highlights. We've got some of the lowlights. Also, how, man, how dark is Joe Biden? This guy, you want to talk about fear mongering and negativity. Holy cow. They, even when he, when he gets up there at the get go, you see the difference. Donald Trump, very optimistic, very enthusiastic. Yes, we've had setbacks. Yes, we have problems. Every country has problems, but we're doing great and we're going to continue to do great. And Joe Biden at every instance tried to make the case that we are doomed. Man, we are just, we are just, uh, we are going to go down in a pit of fire and fury if we don't get Donald Trump out of office. It's really, I mean, it was really yesterday, I think, there was a more um, clear differentiation between the two than ever before. Anyway, 855-765-1045. We got so much to do, so many calls to take, so many clips to play. We've got some fake news Friday to get to. This is the Mark Show. We'll continue right after this on 104.5 WOKV. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. When I listen to the things that Biden says, it dawns on me that... This man can barely wipe his nose. Do you want him running your country? Uh, no, would be the answer. Thank you. So, <laughs> let me, oh, sorry. No, I, if, if we haven't made that clear yet. Look, the Joe Biden thing yesterday, I mean, I did, as soon as it was over, I forget what I was watching. Was it ABC? It must have been ABC. It was one of those that's in the bag for Joe Biden. And basically, uh, the, the gist of what they said was Joe Biden taking four days off really paid off. And this is another this is another real reason how you can tell Donald Trump won this debate. Joe Biden, remember, he put a lid on his entire week. He went back to the basement, as Donald Trump pointed out, and he said, we are going to just prep for this debate. We're going to hide from any tough questions about court packing. We're going to hide from any tough questions about my son and this laptop and all the money I got from all these world leaders just for being vice president. We're going to hide from the press. We're going to hide from the people. We're not going to do any campaign events. And we're going to use this excuse that I am hunkering down and spending four days to prepare for the debate. Don't you think that if somebody spent four days, that's that's four. That's almost a hundred hours. Don't you think if somebody spent four days prepping and preparing and memorizing lines and memorizing numbers and coming up with good comebacks and witty retorts and one-liners and those and those soundbite clips, you know, those ooh, those knockout punches that they said nobody landed. Don't you think that if somebody spent four days prepping for a debate, they should come out and just. Bam! Wall up the other person. Don't you think they should just come out and you're like, Whoosha! like, like, like karate kick the other guy up and down the stage for for an hour and a half? Don't you think that would be the case if 
four days worth of preparation went into this for Joe Biden and his Joe Biden campaign. Wouldn't every media talking head after the debate be going, Joe Biden, clear cut winner. Those four days of training paid off. Now, I heard ABC saying it paid off, but they didn't say that Joe Biden won. In fact, I think what happened was the four days of of training for this debate or prepping for this debate made Joe Biden pretty average. Pretty, He did a good job, did a good job. Didn't do a great job, didn't do a horrible job. Took the guy four days to get to a point where he's just good enough to not be bad. Donald Trump, on the other hand, has been campaigning in two to three different states a day, every single day. Yesterday, before uh, the day before the debate, two days ago, he was in North Carolina. Before that, Pennsylvania. Before that, he was back at the White House. He's been going to rally after rally after rally. He hasn't hidden in the basement. He hasn't socked away all of his all of his events so that he could prepare for the debate. And Donald Trump came in and did just as good a job, I would say a little bit better, than Joe Biden. And and here's the deal. Joe Biden takes four days to get up to the level of Donald Trump for 90 minutes. And Donald Trump can just walk in and be at that level anytime he wants. In fact, maybe these rallies made him a better debater because he's continually going over all of the issues that he's been able to tackle and all of the successes that he's been able to have. And he keeps talking about uh, how Joe Biden has failed and fumbled and and really been corrupted uh, by Washington, D.C. over the last 47 years. Joe Biden had to work four days to get to a point where he tied with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump basically walked off of Air Force One, walked into the debate hall and, and did exactly what he needed to do. And that's why Donald Trump, again, clear cut winner for this debate. If Joe Biden has to spend four days to prep for a major event, can you imagine if he has to go to the G6 or if he? Oh, my God, the State of the Union. Forget about it. Joe, if Joe Biden had to give a State of the Union address in late January, we wouldn't see him from Thanksgiving on. He'd be like, happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to pardon this turkey and then I'm going to hunker down for a month and a half because I got to give a two hour speech in January and I want to be prepared. That's exactly what's going to happen. Joe Biden should have been out campaigning all week. He should have been doing what Donald Trump is doing. Instead, he hunkered down for four days and he came out. He gave a meh kind of performance. And now got, he's probably going to hunker. He's probably we probably won't see him till Monday or Tuesday. And by then, Donald Trump will have done 12 more rallies in, in 59 different states. And they'll probably there'll be nine more states because that's what that's what the Democrats want. They want more states. So Donald Trump's going to go ahead and and start doing rallies in Puerto Rico and D.C. and Guam and whatever else. What are they going to break up Hawaii into five different, you know, the five different islands? It's going to be Hawaii one, Hawaii two, Hawaii three, eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. Uh, this is John in Palm Coast. John, how you doing, man? Thanks so much for calling the Marque show. Uh, what's on your mind today? What do you want to say about the debate? Well, I didn't watch the debate because my mind's made up, been made up. I'm voting for Trump. Nothing's going to change my mind. Okay. But what I did want to put out there to all these people that are, that are supporting Joe Biden, be a very good idea if you spend a weekend with your 80-year-old grandfather. Just spend the weekend with him. And then Monday morning, decide if you think Joe Biden would be a viable president. <laughs> I'd go. I'd go. You know what? I would. I would go spend the weekend with my eighty-year-old dad. But he's in one of those. Uh, he's in one of those blue places where they don't let people uh, mingle with old people in the home. So I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I'll ever see him again. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Grandpa, let me wipe that plum sauce off your chin. It's drooling down onto your onto your Tommy Bahama shirt. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you should be president. Maybe now that I think about it. Eight five. Yeah, I'll, I'll help you. I'll get some more depends when I when I go to the grocery store. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We're going to go through some of the highlights, some of the big moments from the debate. You may have you may have missed some of the most important things coming out of this debate last night. Don't worry. I've got them. We'll play them for you here in just a minute. Plus, more of your open mic messages, more of your phone calls. Fake News Friday. we got a lot of stuff to do today. It's going to be a fun one. Stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. According to Joe Biden... President Lincoln was the most racist president. Really, Joe? Come on, man. I wish there were more flubs and gaps like that one. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, Joe kept it fairly well together. Although I think the biggest I think he would have been better off with flubs and uh, flubs and gaps, because the problem Joe Biden really had yesterday was that uh, he was either lying Really, like blatantly, like, I mean, really, some of the most blatant and and ridiculous lies we've ever heard, lies that we already we all knew, even, you know, even my kids were like, wait, but didn't he? I'm like, yeah, that's 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 a total lie. Or he was telling the truth about things that he should have been lying about. He was like he was lying about things that he should have told the truth about. And he was he was telling the truth about things he should have lied about. And there's tons of examples. Also, this negative tone. What a what a what a downer he was. He came out of the gate with his negative Oh, woe is us. We are doomed kind of tone. He was fear mongering from the get go. And while Donald Trump was trying to say, hey, look, this virus stinks. But 2.2 million people that were originally projected to succumb to this have not succumbed to this. In fact, a lot of people have gotten better. We've learned a lot about it. I myself have had it. And I I learned a lot about the uh, the you know, all of the all the treatments that we have and and how to get through it. And now we have two hundred and and what, 10, 14000 deaths, which, again, is horrible. But it's not 2.2 million, and that shows that we've been successful in mitigating this disease. Joe Biden wasn't having all of that. Joe Biden wanted you to know that this country is in, that we're basically, we're all going to die. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter, and he has no clear plan, and there's no prospect that there's going to be a vaccine available for the majority of the American people before the middle of next year. Yeah, these words, a dark winter. There is no light on the horizon for the United States of America. It's dark and it's getting darker and blah, blah, blah. And Donald Trump says, look, we look, we've had some trouble, but we've done a great job. We have to recover. We can't close up our nation. We have to open our school. And we can't close up our nation or you're not going to have a nation. And this was one of the first and I think best digs of the night. It was subtle. It was playful. It got a great response. And it was Donald Trump explaining that the way Joe Biden lives his life is not how Americans want to live their lives. We're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace, but he has this thing about living in a basement people can't do that yeah, it was a double dig because he, he starts introducing the the uh, topic of of where he got his money from China, from Ukraine, from Russia, from all these places that he set up these dummy companies with his with his family members and uh, and started skimming 10 percent off the top. And then he also said, get out of the basement. We can't do that. Americans can't do that. We've got to learn to live with it. And what was what was Joe Biden's super dark and and just despondent response to we've got to learn to live with the virus? He says that we're. Uh, you know, we're learning to live with it. People are learning to die with it. 
You folks home will have an empty chair at the kitchen table this morning. That man or wife going to bed tonight and reaching over to try to touch their out of habit where their wife or husband was is gone. Learning to live with it. Come on. We're dying with it. Learning to die with it. That that is just I mean that sounds like a that sounds like a James Bond movie title or even like a horror film like learning to die. You've, President Trump is 100% right. We are learning to live with this. We here in Florida, especially where you've got schools open, where you've got restaurants open again. Where you, oh, my favorite, my favorite line too, and I didn't pull it was when when Joe Biden said, "We want to open restaurants. We want to open gymnasiums." Even my kids giggled and said, "Gymnasiums." <laughs> Like, who calls them gym? We don't even call it gymnasium at the school. Uh, but it, but it, this is the difference. This is the key difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It's the key difference between Republicans and Democrats. Donald Trump says we will face hardships. There will be there will be disease. There will be economic downturns. There will be in, uh, foreign interference. We will have adversaries. We will have tornadoes and hurricanes. But we learn to live with them. Joe, what if there's a hurricane? What if there's a hurricane and, and, and you know, it hits in Florida again? Is Joe Biden going to say, we are learning to die with these hurricanes? No, you got to learn to live with the hurricanes. you got to buckle down. You've got to get out of town. You've got to make sure you're all supplied. you gotta, you got to call Generator Super Center and get your Generac generator set up so when the lights go out, boom, the, the power comes right back on. You make sure that you are prepared, that you can deal with things. There are bad things in the world. You can't hide in your basement. The way Joe Biden wants to. And then Donald Trump starts talking about, you know, the response again. And he says something that is really important that Joe Biden tries to deflect very poorly. Take a look at what's happening in Pennsylvania where they've had it closed. Take a look at what's happening with your friend in Michigan where her husband's the only one allowed to do anything. It's been like a prison. Now it was just ruled unconstitutional. Take a look at North Carolina. They're having spikes, and they've been closed. Yeah, look at that. North Carolina has been shut down by their governor, and they're having spikes now. So clearly opening up isn't the problem. In Michigan, you're having these people shut down, and, and you've got the Supreme Court and the, uh, and the district court saying this is unconstitutional. What Joe Biden wants to do, what he is proposing Americans do, is unconstitutional. He's saying the only way that we can survive this virus is to do things that our Constitution specifically decries, to do things that our, constitutionally, uh, our Constitution specifically protects us from having the government do like shutting us down, like squashing our rights, like telling us we all have to wear masks on our faces whenever we leave the house. He's out there proposing something that is totally un-American. And then he says something. See if you can catch this. He can't even keep track of his own thoughts while he's having them. Listen to what Joe Biden says about red states and blue states. I don't look at this in terms of the way he does. Blue states and red states. They're all the United States. And look at the states that are having such a spike in the coronavirus. They're the red states. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought you didn't see it as red states and blue states. I, that's what you said three seconds ago. I don't see it as red states and blue states. But look where the spikes are. The red states that I don't see because, as I was pointing out, we're all Americans. And the fact of the matter is that the red states see the spikes, but the red states aren't the only ones. And the red states, while they're seeing spikes, are not seeing the kind of economic degradation that the blue states are seeing. They're not seeing the depression and the alcoholism. They're not seeing the loss of business and the loss of life. They're not seeing all of the things you're seeing in places like Michigan and New, uh, North Carolina and New York. 
Look, all he does is talk about shutdowns, but forget about him. His Democrat governors, Cuomo in New York, you look at what's going on in California, you look at Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Democrats, Democrats all, they're shut down so tight and they're dying. They're dying. And he supports all these people. And that is 100 percent true. Uh, 855-765-1045. Now, speaking of supporting people, um, they got into a little bit. They got into a little bit of the laptop Hunter Biden thing. They got into a little bit about Joe taking money from China, Joe taking money from Moscow. And this is where I think the majority of the really big lies started. There were there were big lies about fracking. Uh, there were big lies about uh, there were big lies about health care. Oh, Oh, this was a revelation. This is something I never had. You guys heard before last night about this Biden care. That was a new one. That was a new one. In fact, everybody in my household, my kids, my wife, everybody, as soon as Joe Biden threw out Biden care, we all were like, it was like all of a sudden I was Tim the Tool Man Taylor. What is Biden care? That's a new one. We'll we'll get you those clips here in just a minute. We'll have Joe Biden explain what Biden care is, because I don't really. I don't really I don't really think he knows, but we'll see. 855-765-1045. More of your phone calls, more of your open mics on the way too. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. He's entertaining, informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. Okay, 855-765-1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. We got a super chat on YouTube from Ryan Levesque, and Ryan wrote, Mark, did you hear Biden call the Proud Boys the Poor Boys? <laughs> and I did. And, of course, at that moment, I jumped out of my chair and I started going down on the corner. Out in the street, Willie and the Poe Boys are playing. Bring a nickel, tap your feet. And then the dogs got scared, so I had to stop. But uh yeah, Willie and the Willie and the Poe Boys. That's what that's what Proud Boys, Poor Boys, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Stand up, stand back, stand down, stand to the side, uh, stand on your stand on your hands and your feet. Eight five five seven six five one oh four. Let's get into some of that. Some of some of the biggest flubs yesterday, some of the biggest gaffes that Joe Biden made, they weren't the kind of gaffes that he typically makes. Like He's calling himself the wrong name or forgetting what the Declaration of Independence says or talking about corn pop or how the little kids used to love to touch the hair on his legs. And now they jump in his lap and he all that creepy stuff. It wasn't your typical Joe Biden gaffe saying speaking of poor kids, it wasn't, you know, white kids are or, uh, poor kids are just as smart as white kids. That's one of his famous ones. Um, there, and, and I don't want to get because it would take 20 minutes for us to go through all of our favorites. But his gaffes yesterday were. Lying about things that are easily proven to be true. And one of the biggest was when we got to fracking. And Donald, out of the gate, man, he was ready to go with this fracking comment. He was ready because he knew Joe was going to step in it big time. And he just the other day at his Pennsylvania rally played those clips over and over again of him and Kamala talking about how they, they hate fracking and fracking's going to go and fracking's going to be banned. And last night at the debate, Donald Trump told everybody again, Joe Biden's going to ban fracking. He said it on tape and Joe Biden denied it. And Donald Trump said, I've got the tape. And Joe said, put it on your website, which is weird because now Joe Biden's out there promoting Donald Trump's website during the last debate. But here's here's the clip from yesterday, followed by all of the times Joe Biden said he was going to ban fracking. Oh, hold on. Let me let me play it with the volume on. That way you could probably hear it a little bit better. 
signed to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in the Biden administration? No, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. What about say stopping fracking and stopping yes. the pipeline infrastructure yes. and, 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 and no new fracking. You got to transition away from it. Look, you're going to ban fracking all across America right now, right? I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to too. I'd love to make sure we don't can't use any oil or gas. Period. So look at my eyes. I guarantee. I guarantee. We're going to end fossil fuel. We are going to end fossil fuels. Yeah, and that was over and over. That was the very, the very ominous music in the background, too. And I mean, he said it again yesterday. He talked about oil. One of his closing statements was about uh, was about oil and how he was going to kill the oil industry. And Donald Trump said, I want everyone to hear that because this is important. If you work in the oil industry or if you work in the automotive industry or if you work in the energy industry, I mean, if you work for JEA or even if you use JEA, it's important for you to know that uh, that uh, Joe Biden wants to get rid of fossil fuels and the oil industry specifically. Would you close down the oil industry? Way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's transition. a It is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh, I see. Here's the deal. But that's a big statement. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. Over time, and I'd stop giving to the oil industry. I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas. Excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to the oil industry? We actually do. All right. Yeah. By the way, a couple of things. That one clip to me was. I wish that it happened in the first five minutes instead of the last five minutes because more people would have seen it and understood what it was. But Donald Trump flat out asks Joe Biden, "Are you going to end the oil industry?" And Joe Biden says, "Yes." We're going to transition away from it. Yes. And even the mo- even the moderator, what's her name? She goes, why would you do that? Would you close down the oil industry? I would transition from the oil industry. Yes. Oh, I would transition. It is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because she's like, why would you do that? Don't you know you're not supposed to say that kind of thing on television? And that affects more Americans than Joe Biden even uh, even can understand. Plus, it's a lie because every energy company gets subsidies, whether it's solar, whether it's wind, whether it's oil. And, and this this myth of wind energy and alternative fuels that can replace uh, that can replace these fossil fuels in the United States of America. Anyone who belie- tries to sell you on the idea that there are enough windmills that can be built in the United States to, to provide enough energy. Anyone who, who tells you that we could, we could build solar panels, which are ridiculously expensive. And if you don't believe me, ask any one of your neighbors that has a solar panel and has had a tree limb fall on it during a hurricane. Those things are not cheap. They do not pay for themselves the way the solar companies tell you that they do. Fossil fuels can be clean. They can be regulated. Uh, natural gas is clean. It can be regulated. And it's an important economic factor. Again, Joe Biden wants to crush the economy, whether it's whether it's closing states down to fight the coronavirus or shutting down the fossil fuel industry, which is huge. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about every electrical company in the country. You're talking about every car manufacturer. You're talking about mechanics. You're talking about gas stations. You're talking about so many individuals that use fossil fuels on a daily basis just to survive. 
And are, are there pollution problems? Sure. Are there pollution solutions? Yes. Is shutting it down the way to go? No way. Shutting down the fossil fuel industry is to Joe Biden what shutting down the entire economy is to Joe Biden. We got a problem. We just have to stop everything because that's the only way. That's the only way we're going to solve it. 855-765-1045. All right, real quick, we're going to get it. We're going to get into Biden care here in just a minute because that made me laugh out loud. And also we're going to get to some of the stuff with the laptop, with the Hunter Biden emails, because that's where the lies really, that's where the lies really started revving up, man. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Joe Biden's an idiot. We had him for eight years. Enough of him. Trump. Yeah, enough of him. Trump. Listen, Donald Trump did something really fantastic last night. He did something that I've never seen done in a presidential debate at all. I've never seen done in any kind of debate. Donald Trump took Joe Biden to task for what he is. He is a career politician. He is somebody who entered Washington because he was totally unqualified to do anything else. He entered Washington and he took advantage of the system for 47 years. He did it in Congress as a senator. He did it in the White House as vice president. He found ways to show up for work every day, do nothing, take three martini lunches, travel the world, make millions of dollars off of his off of his rank or his office and 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 basically prosper without having anything to show for it. Not one piece of legislation has Biden's name on it that is game changing. Not one piece, not one program that has affected anybody for the better in this country has Biden's name on it. The only thing Joe Biden has ever done is eulogize uh, Klansmen and try to keep black men off of the Supreme Court and ride the coattails of Barack Obama. Joe Biden was not one of those hands-on vice presidents that was given really important tasks to complete. Dick Cheney Basically, I mean, he a lot of people will argue Dick Cheney ran the country for a long time. Mike Pence, he's been in charge of very important things like the coronavirus task force, for example. And and Joe Biden, he was just he was the old white guy along for the ride who could deliver who, you know, when you look at Barack Obama, you have this young African-American dude who was super liberal and not a lot of old school Democrats were ready to vote for him. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. There's a lot of racism in the Democratic Party. And even though even though Barack Obama was a Democrat, there were a lot of really old racist Democratic liberals like Joe Biden who just weren't ready to cast their ballot for the black guy. So he had to get one of those old Democrat Washington policy been there forever type uh, elitists on his ticket. And who better than Joe Biden? Joe Biden could go out and he could have sidecars with the old dudes and smoke cigars and put his arm around their necks and say, come on, Bob, it's all right. He's one of the good ones. Come on, just vote for I'll be VP. I'll keep him in line. (laughs) That was the only thing Joe Biden ever did for Barack Obama. And in 47 years, he's got nothing to show for it. And Donald Trump is pointing out how much of a career politician he is, not just in his lack of accomplishments, but in the way he debated. And one of the things that happened again, which I've never seen happen before, was Donald Trump go after Joe Biden for one of the, I think, one of the most lecherous and ridiculous things that all politicians do during debates. Donald, uh, uh, Joe Biden did it. Kamala Harris did it during hers. Listen to Joe Biden when he's talking about health care. Hold on, let me, let me play it. It's about your fear. 
It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. If you're making less than, if you're a middle class family, you're getting hurt badly right now. You're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, well, we can't get new tires, they're bald, because we have to wait another month or so. Okay, so what he does is he starts talking to Donald Trump, and he starts talking to Welker, the moderator, and he goes, look, it's not about my family or your family or his family. He looks right into the camera and he goes, this is about your family, America, and you are sitting around your table and you've got bald tires and you can't pay your mortgage. And for, forget the fact that the Democrats are the reason that you can't pay your mortgage and you got bald tires. I'm talking to you right now. And Donald Trump, Donald Trump calls him out on it. Let's get off this China thing. And then he looks the family around the table, everything. Just right. a typical politician. When I see that, let's talk I'm about not North a typical Korea. politician. Okay, that's President why I got elected. That let's was, talk. Let's about get off the subject of China. Let's talk around sitting around the table All right. come on joe you can do better we're gonna bam that's it donald trump in one sentence says i'm not a typical politician and you are a washington swamp creature that's been doing this for 47 years we're talking about china we're talking about what you and your family did in china which is probably illegal definitely immoral totally un-american and we don't want you doing it with the white house for another four years and then when Joe Biden gets flustered by that subject and wants to change the subject, he does exactly that. He looks into the camera and does that old political trick where he goes, it's not about China. It's about you and your bald tires and your and your and your mortgage, which really, I mean, is a, it's a political trick that politicians have been doing for years. And Donald Trump is so not a career politician that he has no point point, no problem pointing it out. He's showing America the playbook. He's saying, look at this clown. He is playing by the playbook. These are these are pre-written plays. These are ploys. These are ways to tug at your heartstring. He's been practicing this in his bunker basement for four days in Wilmington, Delaware. I'm going to come out here and tell you the truth. The truth is that this guy is corrupt. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about your bald-ass tires or your mortgage. All he cares about, the only American that he cares about is Joe Biden. And the only Americans whose, whose money or who's getting money put in their pockets during this bad time in American history, the only people who are not suffering are the Bidens because they're getting money from everywhere. And Donald Trump, again, was not afraid to bring that up either and stopped short right in the middle of the election conversation about Iran and the poor bo and the uh, <laughs> poor, the proud boy emails. He stopped right in the middle and said, Joe Biden, you've got some explaining to do. But you were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money and they probably still are. But now with what came out today, it's even worse. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family. And, Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. And I think you owe an explanation to the American people. Yeah. What, what was going on with your, with your son and these emails and, you know, the, the 20 million for H and the 10 million for the big man? And explain it. And Donald Trump gives him a chance to explain it. What does Joe Biden do? I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. He tells one of the biggest lies ever. All right. Technically, technically. And I know technically it's not a lie. Listen again. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. That may be the truth. But what you did was give your son the opportunity to get money. He got the money from the foreign source. We see it. Hunter got the 20 million. He got another 10 million. And Hunter gave you the 10 million dollars. So really the question should be, Joe, how much money has Hunter given you? 
that he got from Russia? How much money has your son and your brother funneled into your account that from the Ukraine or from Moscow? I mean, this is what the real question is. Sure, they do that as a buffer so that when Joe Biden comes out and says, I haven't taken money from China, it's true. My son took money from China and gave me some, but that's not me. That's him. That's him. But we know better. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10 percent to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? Yeah, Joe, what is that all about? Listen, this is something that Joe Biden was prepared for, but never really uh, accounted for. Joe Biden had no response to this. He started going off on Donald Trump's taxes yet again. All he said was, I've never taken money from anybody. I've never taken money from a foreign source. It's a lie. It's a lie of omission. I took money from my son and my brother who took money from foreign sources. That's the truth. And it's all starting to come out. And with, with what, two weeks, less than two weeks left in this campaign, 250 hours or whatever, what Donald Trump needs to do and what the Justice Department needs to do is really hammer this home. Everyone's saying, oh, Joe, Donald Trump, I don't know what he's doing. With this, what's he doing with this ridiculous, this ridiculous Hunter lab? Nobody cares about Hunter and the laptop, really? Because Joe's poll numbers are going down and Donald Trump's are going up. Joe, Donald Trump's job approval rating on Rasmussen is 52%. And this is after every negative thing that they've tried to throw at him. Donald Trump is closing the gap in states where he was supposed to be uh, getting pummeled. The, the Republican turnout in Michigan is equal to the Democrat turnout in Michigan. You're telling me this is you want to talk about the knockout punch. You want to talk about the blow that's going to end this. This is it. This isn't about Hunter and emails. This is about Joe Biden not only taking money from communist governments that are enemies of the United States of America, but selling out his family members, putting his family. Think about this. You want to talk about you want to talk about a corrupt politician. You want to talk about somebody with no morals, no intrinsic values. This guy said, look, we're going to get rich. But I can't I can't be caught. I can't be put in harm's way. I can't be accountable. The paper trail's got to stop with someone else. So he grabs his son, his son, who has no other proposition, his son, who is has nothing going on. It, it has problems with drugs. His son, who's been thrown out of the army, his son, who can't get a job and says, come here, you're going to you're going to be my buffer. If the bullets are being fired, you're going to be my human shield. You're going to go to China. And get $20 million or $30 million. You're going to go to Moscow and get the money. You're going to go to the Ukraine. You're going to sit on the board of this company and make 50 grand a month. You're going to get $2 million up front. You're going to be the one that brings the money home. And then you're going to give me 10, 20, whatever I want. But that way, that way I'm clean. Sure, one day you may go to jail, but at least I'll be, I'll be perfectly fine. The more you think about how this operation was set up, the more diabolical and dastardly Joe Biden is. Not only was he a bad vice president and a bad senator because he never did anything to help the American people, but he is a he's a horrible father to involve your son in a scheme like this and make your son the one accountable. Put your son in the middle so that when the stuff goes down, it's your son who could potentially be spending the rest of his life in jail. I'm telling you, man, this is. This is dastardly. This is the knockout blow. And I don't think Joe Biden's going to be able to recover from it, especially if he keeps lying about it and everything else for that matter. 855-765-1045. We got it. We'll get some of your calls, I promise. We'll do your calls here in just a minute. So stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. 
Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. anybody ask about Joe Biden being in China and then after that we get a China virus. Kind of seems suspicious to me. Anybody votes for Joe Biden is a criminal, just like he is. You know, and that's something we didn't even talk about, the China virus coming out after Joe. All this stuff with China. China Joe, China virus, China this, uh, Chinese food, uh, all sorts of stuff. I don't know, I just got hungry for a minute. I was thinking of like China walk or something. Wild. Uh, 855-765-1045. Last thing, by the way, and then I promise phone calls. Uh, Joe Biden did drop something that I'd never heard yesterday when he was talking about health care. He mentioned this new cool plan he's come up with. What I'm going to do is pass Obamacare with a public option. It'll become Biden care. Biden care. This is like I'd never heard that before. I wonder what Barack Obama, do you think Barack Obama was sitting there watching this debate going, wait, but wait, what the hell did he just say? Biden care? Oh, no, no it's, it's Obamacare. What, Barack, I think no Biden care. I mean, so what, he's going to pass it with a public option and now all of a sudden Obamacare becomes Biden care? Why does everybody have to have something with their name attached to it care? Why? There's no Trump care. That's not a thing. There was never there was never like Reagan care. There was never Bush care. There was none of that. Nobody cared back then. Now, all of a sudden, it's Obamacare. And then, and then you've got Biden care now. And God, what, no, what next is going to be Kamala care. Every new president has to redo the entire health system and change their name to it. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Also, it's very expensive. And the Biden care proposal will, in fact, provide for that affordable health care, lower premiums. What we're going to do is going to cost some money. It's going to cost over $750 billion over 10 years to do it. Okay, $750 billion, but it's going to lower costs. And the Biden care proposal will, in fact, provide for that affordable health care, lower premiums. What we're going to do is going to cost some money. It's going to cost over $750 billion over 10 years to do it. And they're going to have lower premiums. You can buy into the better plans, the cheaper plans, lower your premiums, deal with unexpected billing, and have your drug prices drop significantly. Right. Your drug prices will be a lot cheaper. You're not going to have to pay your premiums that you pay now. Oh, but it's going to cost a trillion dollars, just shy of a trillion dollars. You know what that means? Your taxes are going to skyrocket. This is that old Elizabeth Warren. She would, you know, everyone would say, are you going to raise taxes? She would say, no, no, no. Your, your health care costs will go down. Yes, because your taxes will be raised. We're not stupid. We heard all this from Elizabeth Warren during the primaries. She refused to say she was going to raise taxes to pay for her health care plan. She would just say costs are going to go down. You're out of pocket. You won't pay for health care. Well, when you go to the doctor, you will pay on April 15th, though, like you've never paid before. 855-765-1045. Nick in Palm Coast. How you doing, Nick? Morning, Mark. Hey, thanks so much for calling. What's up, man? What'd you want to say, Nick? Uh, first off, I hope you enjoyed the uh, fireman. Uh, excuse me, the firearms uh, refresher course I sent you. Oh yes, I did. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I don't know if anybody noticed last night, but uh, someone walked out and put some notes on uh, Biden's podium before he uh, even got out there, and he kept looking at, the, at, his, at his podium, and he had a pen in his hand. And my grandfather, who was starting with dementia, he used to use a pencil to concentrate on so that he could function a little better. Yeah. And uh, I noticed last night that Biden held on to that pen for dear life. 
You know, they do put they do put a pad of paper and a pen so that you can. So, for example, if if Joe Biden's telling lies, Donald Trump could write them all down so that he could go back and, and address each and every one of the lies. I know they, they do that. I don't know if they gave him notes or whatever. Fact of the matter is, you'll notice Donald Trump didn't look down once. Donald Trump didn't write anything down. Donald Trump knows his stuff. He talks like a normal person. If you attack him, he'll attack you right back. If you ask him a question, he'll answer it honestly. You only need notes and you only need pens when you're trying to keep track of lies. And that's what Donald Trump, uh, that's what uh, Joe Biden was doing all yesterday. He was trying to keep track of all of his lies. What, when am I banning fracking or not? I, I forget. Is it Obamacare? Is it Biden care? No, I, I never took a penny from Hunter. No, I'm sorry. I never took a, I took pennies from Hunter. I never took pennies directly from China. I funneled them through Hunter. Oh, these lies are getting too much. Hopefully they won't ask me. Hopefully they'll, they'll throw me softball questions like that. Stephanopoulos uh, did at the, at the town hall last week. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your phone calls here in just a minute. What, don't go anywhere. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. All right, well, I guess Jacksonville is no longer uh, concerned for the Republicans because they're sending Mike Pence out to Lakeland and Tallahassee. Hey, it makes sense. That makes sense. 855-765-1045. I saw a really interesting album. I saw a really interesting post, by the way. It was uh, Joe Scarborough from Morning Joe, and he said, do you really th- anyone doubting whether or not these polls are wrong should check the gubernatorial race from Florida just two years ago? And he reprinted all of the polls that had our old buddy Andrew Gillum uh, ahead of Ron DeSantis by two, three percentage points in every poll the day of the election. And we all, of course, know how that ended up. Ron DeSantis ended up in the uh, in the governor's mansion and Andrew Gillum ended up in a Miami hotel room with a couple of uh, gay porn stars and some and some drugs. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. So those polls were also inaccurate. All right. Let's get to the phones. I promise we would. This is Liz in St. John's County. Hi, Liz. Thanks so much for calling the Mark show. How are you? Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Can I tell Liz. your listeners? Can I tell your listeners about uh, three Trump waves we have this Saturday at nine o'clock? Uh, let me think. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, thanks. We have two in the Julington Creek area, mm-hmm. State Road 13 and Racetrack Road in front of the CVS uh, and the Publix. Okay. And also the Racetrack Road and Floral Branch Boulevard in front of the Publix. That's near a voting site. And then the last one is State Road 210 in front of the Old Earth Fair and Publix. And that's also another voting site. So 9 o'clock, bring a flag, bring a sign, bring your enthusiasm. Trump 2020. Thank you, Mark. Liz, I thank you so much. We really uh, we really appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Steve in Studio City. How you doing, Steve? Hey, good morning, Mark. How you doing? Great, man. What's up? What's on your mind today? All right. Well, the, uh, the question I have is this. The situation I'm in is, real quick, we lost everything because of coronavirus. Now that the position that we're in, what's going to happen if Biden becomes president? What, like, what is actually going to happen? Like, everything's talking about social. The only way I've always been able to pick myself up is through capitalism and working hard. Yeah. And if I can't, if I don't have the ability to do that, and I've always worked for myself, if I don't have the ability to do that, with all the with everything going on, what's going to happen to me and people like 
people just like us. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. The worst thing that could happen to people like you in Studio City and other blue states and cities is for Joe Biden to win. Because here's what happens. Joe Biden starts to encourage governors and mayors and everyone else. And he may even he may even make some kind of executive order or federal mandate to wear a mask or to shut down schools or to shut down businesses. He may try to lock down the entire country instead of letting states individually decide uh, what should be locked down, what should be opened up, which is, again, the way the founders thought it should be. States, United States of America. The federal government should not interfere unless absolutely 100 percent necessary. Um, And so Joe Biden would do that. What would then happen is that California, Michigan, New York, these states would totally see an economic collapse and you would be forced to move. You would be forced to move or basically just wither away. So then you'd move to a place like Texas or you'd move to a place like Florida. And then what would happen is California would have even more problems and they'd be funneling more money from the government and the businesses would start to collapse. It's going to it would change the face of the country. I mean, in a negative, what they really should do is if these governors were really smart, if these governors were really smart and if they really cared about people, they would open up their states and start inviting people from other states to come and rebuild their lives there. Like California, just, you know, forget about it. Open it up and invite everyone. It's a big enough state. You can social distance. I mean, you don't need to all be packed in San Francisco. You don't all need to be packed in Los Angeles. You can spread out. It's a big enough state. And you can start reopening and you can encourage people to come out there and build businesses and build new towns. I mean, why not? This would they're missing the opportunity instead of killing cities. This is a great time to create new ones. But Joe Biden's not going to let that happen. I mean, it's it's going to be it will be a lot more lawsuits. And again, this Amy Coney Barrett thing is so important, not just for what uh, the Obamacare mandate or the Obamacare legislation that's coming up for a vote, not just for Roe v. Wade. Let's talk about the regular stuff. Like, for example, these Michigan laws that Donald Trump were found to be unconstitutional. If Joe Biden wins then people are going to be shut down longer. More people are going to sue. There's going to be more lawsuits against mayors and against cities and against townships and against governors and states. And these people are going to end up at the Supreme Court. And there's got to be a Supreme Court that says enough is enough. This is unconstitutional. You've got to open back up. That's what's going to happen. It's going to take some time. You may not be able to survive. Your family may not be able to survive. But that's what's going to happen. Uh, if Donald Trump, however... It remains in office, which it seems more and more likely every single day, despite what you hear on the news and in the polls. If that happens, then you're going to see more states opening up. You're going to see the states that are open continue to remain open. In fact, even yesterday, Ron DeSantis was making uh, making plans for opening up some of these senior centers and, and rest homes so that that it, in a responsible way, you could start visiting your loved ones again. And that's something that's unheard of in Hawaii or in or in or in Pennsylvania. You know, Canada still won't let Americans in and they won't let their old people out of their homes. But but here in Florida, we've figured out a way to do it safely and to keep our economy from being crushed. And Donald Trump is right. There are spikes in every state, blue states and red states. But the red states have spikes and a good economy. The blue states have spikes and people in poverty and getting poorer and poorer by the day. That's why they're that's why that's such a problem. Hey, thanks so much for calling. 855-765-1045. Mark in McClenny. How you doing, Mark? Hi, Mark. I'm done, done pretty good. Oh, Thanks good. Getting online. Oh, good. Well, I, we appreciate you calling. What's up, man? What'd you want to say? Yes, yeah, so I, I heard the Washington debate last night, and nobody ever said nothing about the cops. And isn't Biden talking about defunding the police? And if they're up in Humvee, be enemies, not 
So, yeah, there, there, there is a little there was a little bit of that. Donald Trump mentioned it a little bit. He talked about how he has every single law enforcement agency because he's for law and order. And he mentioned a little bit about how, uh, you know, people don't want to see these these cities burn and they don't want to see their neighborhoods and their police departments burned to the ground. They don't want looting and rioting. There was a little bit of that. But it's a well-known fact. I think by now that Donald Trump is the law and order president and that the police agency, every single one of there's not one of them that has supported uh, Joe Biden. There's not a single one. In fact, Joe Biden admitted, he said, the police used to support me a lot until, of course, this year. Well, because that's what happens when you sell your soul to the liberal left. That's what happens when you crawl into bed with Antifa. If you lay down with Antifa and Antifa, you wake up without any single law enforcement endorsements. That's how it works. You should know that you've been in this you've been in this business long enough. Um, and when you look at all the law enforcement, because it's not just the cops, it's the cops, it's the Border Patrol, it's the firefighters, it's FBI agents, it's it's people that work in the prosecutor's office, it's anyone involved in law enforcement. It's security guards, for crying out loud. They could be targeted, too. And it's their families and friends and their moms and their dads and their kids and their neighbors that are all saying, I don't want these people defunded. I don't want them out of a job. I don't want them out of work because they need the money. And also, I need somebody to call when the stuff goes down. And that's a I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird tact to take. But Joe Biden is out there campaigning on. Let me raise all of your taxes. Let me destroy our fossil fuel industries. Let me ban fracking in Pennsylvania and let me defund the police in the middle of a, of a, a situation where we have riots in many of our major urban centers. It's the most bizarre plan. I don't know who brainstormed this campaign strategy, but it's horrible. Who will ever win on raising taxes and defunding the police? Hopefully nobody. 855-765-1045. Nick in Niagara Falls. How you doing, Nick? Good. How are you, Mark? I'm good, man. What's up? What do you want to say? You know, first of all, I wanted to let you know that I'm a huge fan of your show. You're always right on the money with everything. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, my question to you would be, I live in Niagara Falls, New York, and everything apart from downstate New York City is pretty much the state. The whole state is red. Yeah. Given the failure by Andrew Cuomo and the mayor of New York City with the coronavirus pandemic, do you think that there's a chance this year that New York State could turn red for the first time in a long time? <laughs> Since 1980 or 1984? Uh, look, that's I mean, you would have to answer that question. More, and, you know, you'd be able to answer it more than I would. I don't you know, I think that's a I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, if anyone could do it, it would be Donald Trump. I know you're right. And with the exception of the uh, with the exception of New York City. And parts of Long Island, New York is a red state. People don't believe it, but it is. It's true. Up in Buffalo, it's a red state. Uh, where you are, the Niagara Falls area, um, it's it's a lot of people that support Donald Trump. But the fact of the matter is you have so many people in New York. Now, will they get out and vote? Are they so mad at their governor? Are they so mad at their I think if you had, I think if you had a mayoral election in New York City this year, which you don't, um, or even a, a gubernatorial race, which you don't, I think you'd have a better chance at seeing Donald Trump turn the state to red. But you never know. You never know. If, if, if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's him. 855-765-1045. All right, with what little time we have left, we're going to play some fake news Friday because I promised I would do it. 855-765-1045. We'll get two contestants, and we'll do it right after this. So stay tuned to the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Mark K Show in the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K, 855-765-1045. We're running a tad late today, so we're going to skip the rules of the game and just get into it. 
It's Fake News Friday. If you've heard it before, you know how to play. If not, oh, you'll figure it out. And we go to Mike in uh, on Bay Meadows Road. How you doing, Mike? Hey, you doing wonderful. Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday to you, sir. Are you ready for some Fake News Friday? Yes, I am. All right, fantastic. You're going to be playing against Matt in Idaho. What's up, Matt? Hi. Hi. Oh, good. Are you ready for some Fake News Friday? Yes. Well, good. I assume both you gentlemen know the rules, right? Because I don't have time to read them. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I like that about you, Matt. I like that about you. All right, I'll give you a headline. All you have to do is tell me if it's real news or fake news. Does that sound simple enough? Sounds real. Perfect. No, it's, it's real or fake. And it doesn't matter. All right, Mike, we're going to start with you. Are you ready for your first Fake News Friday headline? Yes. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Tell me if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. The Florida legislature has just passed a law banning New Yorkers who moved here recently from voting. The Florida legislature has just passed a law banning New Yorkers who moved there recently from voting. Is that real news or is that fake news? Um, You think it's fake news? Yeah. It is fake news. Congratulations. You are fake news. It's a great idea, but it's also it's also fake news. So, Mike, you get yourself a point. All right, Matt, you see how that works, right? Pretty simple. Yes. Okay, here we go. Here is your first one. Listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon has plans to erect a statue in all or in honor of all the Antifa rioters who tore down the statues. Portland, Oregon is erecting a statue in honor of all the Antifa rioters who tore down the statues. Is that real news or is that fake news? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say real. You're going to say that's real news. That is fake news. But that probably just because they haven't thought of it yet. Oh, that fake news. Doesn't mean that it won't happen in the future, but as of now, um, it's not. All right, Mike, back to you. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go, Mike. Uh, Listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. San Francisco supervisors. San Francisco supervisors have approved a ban on racist calls to 911. Is that real news or is that fake news? San Francisco supervisors have approved a ban on racist calls to 911. Real news or fake news? I'll see real news. Are you going to say real news? Yeah, it's too obscure. Yeah, because it's San Francisco. It is real news. Congratulations. It's uh, the Caution Against Racial and Exploitative Non-Emergencies, or the Karen Act. <laughs> Karen calls 911 all the time. All right, Mike, you got two. Matt, you still, you're still in this. Don't worry. Here we go. Are you ready for your next one, Matt? Yes, I am. Listen carefully, sir, and tell us if this is real news or fake news. Go. Amy Coney Barrett has offered to adopt a troubled middle-aged man named Hunter in hopes of providing a better parental figure for him. Is that real news or is that fake news? I'm going to say fake. You think that's fake news? Yeah. That is fake news. Congratulations. You are fake news. She's really, oh, she's really warm-hearted, though. She would definitely adopt somebody like that, um, you know, if they, if they were definitely needy. All right, uh, Mike, here's your next one. Are you ready? 
Yes. Listen carefully, Mike, and telling us tell us if this is real news or fake news. In Cleveland, a priest says someone called police about a homeless person, but it was actually a statue of Jesus Christ. <laughs> is that real news or is that fake news? In Cleveland, a priest says somebody called police on a homeless person, but it turned out it was just a statue of Jesus Christ. That sounds plausible. I'll say real news. That is real news. Man, you are killing him, Mike. You are killing him, Mike. All right, Matt, we have one more for you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. Senate Democrats claim they weren't boycotting the Amy Coney Barrett vote. They were just at Taco Bell getting free tacos because Mookie Betts hit a home run in the World Series. I'm going to say that's fake news. You are fake news. That is correct. I mean, Mookie Betts did hit a home, uh, uh, home run in the World Series, and we do get free tacos, but that's not why. That's not why they weren't there. Congratulations, Mike, with a score of 3-2. to two. Uh, You win. Nicely done. Bravo. All right. Good job, Matt. We, uh, we hope that, you know, uh, we welcome you to play again sometime in the future. All right, that's it for us. we got to get out of here. We'll have a great weekend. We will be back Monday. To ca- Donald Trump is campaigning, by the way, in four states over the next two days. Joe Biden, not really sure if his schedule. We'll check on it, but probably not. Not that many. Anyway, we'll bring you all the highlights from the election as it gets closer and closer to November 3rd. We'll do that Monday morning. Have a great weekend. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh is next on 104.5 WOKV. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.